Welcome, one and all, to Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. I don't really have a quirky little intro, so we're just going to go right into it. <sighs> Today's discussion has been something that has been boggling my mind in the past couple of weeks because of the rising levels of idiocy that has been, <laughs> let's face it, running rampant. And I think that <laughs> goes without showing. Um, but I do have a particular question that I would like to impose upon you, the listener. Is anti-racism just racism in disguise? Is it an active pursuit of justice or discrimination protected by intellectual thought? For those of you who don't quite understand, anti-racism is the ideology of proactive eradication of racism. It's the idea that instead of just simply disavowing racism for when it happens, when you see it, you instead go seek it out for yourself and then stamp it out. This is the ideology. And just like many ideologies that have come before it, it fails in its practice. At least that's how I see it. That's why I pose you the question. Is this something that really is in, does it really have good intentions? I would like to believe that only the name in itself serves as the generally general intention, but it has failed in practice in my humble opinion. For the past few months, we have seen an onslaught of people just going rampant, looking for anything that could be even considered remotely racist and just shit on all of it. Excuse my language, but it just shits on all of it. And they tend to feel, make, think themselves proud that they found something that others may not necessarily consider racist. But due to their self-grandizing nature, they feel better about themselves for it. Like, I read an article just a few weeks ago about this insane idea that hiking, you know, the art of walking, ladies and gentlemen, the art of walking is somehow white supremacist. Let me tell you something. If you think that walking is somehow a contributor to the grandizing of the Aryan race, if you're a person of color, go the fuck outside and take a walk. That's how you'll defeat this apparent issue that seems to somehow be prevalent in the grand scheme of things, especially during the, especially for the fact that we are in the midst of pandemic, meaning most of us are still dealing with lockdown, meaning most of us wouldn't be walking in about anyway. There is no words that can that I can describe that has me more enraged than people inflating such ridiculous ideologies or at the very least the practice of these ideologies 
Because I don't know about you, but I can't understand or tolerate the lack of reason that comes with this sort of thing. Another example that might not necessarily be involved with is the Latinx uh, paradox. Now, the idea of Latinx is a term that apparently has been around since the 80s, but has almost never been used by the Latino community. I should know. I'm a part of that community. Thank you very much. I would not ever consider using such a word. I didn't even hear or know about it until last year. So forgive me when I've happened to find this word and people thinking that it is somehow inclusive. Let me tell you something. Not only does this fail to be inclusive, it's one of the most racist fucking things you could imagine. And it's not even simply for the word, because at the end of the day, if this was just something, you know, as truly and unintentionally as innocent as it sounded, it would it wouldn't be something that I'd mind. The problem is, is that it comes from the audacity that the people, by the way, who brought up this, if I want to be the asshole about it, white people, they brought that up in an attempt to try and quote unquote, make things more inclusive. Not only is the language of Spanish already pretty inclusive it respects the no, it respects the gender neutral language that we have because what is used as a masculine uh, form of language in spanish is also used in a general in a gender neutral sense so what does that have to do with anti-racism well the idea that these folks who by the way whose ancestors have oppressed my people, because let's understand this here. I and any other Hispanic person, we are the mix of Native Americans and European rapists. That is our lineage. And that is something that can't simply be scrubbed off. And when, and when they arrived, they enslaved us. They poisoned us, they slaughtered us, and they forced us to adopt their culture, their language, and their governments. And now, 400 years later, if not 600 years later, if you want to include all the way back as far as 1492, but, you know, I digress on that. Even after we've reluctantly adopted these languages, these customs, these traditions, European traditions, it's somehow no longer enough. We now have to be forced to change our top, to change on their behalf because their bullshit reason is inclusivity. I have one thing to say. Fuck off. Fuck off with your bullshit. 
maybe perhaps that may not have to do much with anti-racism, but there are other examples of anti-racism out there from, from all sorts of, from all facts of media to, uh, to politics. I guess it's a more political thing. It is the, it is the audacity of these folks to think that it is necessary to pursue something that doesn't necessarily need to be pursued actively. As much as we would all enjoy a, a racist free world, and believe me, the day that fucking happens, I will jump for joy and probably go and contribute to society in a more positive manner. It's not something that people do outright. It's not something that people do so blindly unless you look at the examples of, okay, anti-racists tend to follow the, the same patterns that actual racists do. For example, they have a very racial perspective on the world. They tend to analyze things from a racial perspective. They tend to they tend to look for racial things, racial conflicts where there may not be any. And I think the most damning damning bit of all is that they is that they excuse their racial bias by having by claiming that it's not racist. So when you call out these anti-racists for their racism, because a lot of their logic is it, a lot of their rhetoric is racist. When you look at it, it is the only thing they'll tell you is that it that racism requires a system of power that you may have inherited due to the current standing of government or that it is through a legacy from an ancestral government. We used to have two separate terms for racism, systemic racism and racism. And systemic racism is, racism is the one they tend to uh, go with until one particular company that was in charge of dictionaries, I can't remember which one, quote unquote, officially changed the definition of racism to just be systemic racism, essentially combining the two terms. And now anti-racists use that definition of racism to justify their racism. If you ask me, if your only excuse is, a is an update of a definition of a word, I'm sorry, but there is literally no difference between your racism and that of those that came before you. The Nazis used eugenics as an excuse for their racism. And it was done so for centuries. Catholics used the, whole, used the power of God and the word to excuse their racism when they pursued and executed people throughout the centuries, especially during the damn crusades. The British 
used actually no americans used manifest destiny as an excuse for their racism and spreading out from from one coast to the other these people are no different they may not be necessarily being as violent as these people are but their rhetoric are just is just as flimsy they make excuses and they try to make the intention that they're being good people, but in reality, they aren't. There's no, there's no compassion. There's no, there's no compassion. There's no respect. And they're, and I think most of all, they're completely blind to their own racism. So. I, I want to ask you, do you believe that it's a legitimate ideology or is this just another farce ruse that intellectuals want to use to try and, well, essentially be dicks? I, I can't prove that that is the genuine intention, but their actions have shown that it is anything but... No, but uh, good. What say you, good sir? I'm, I'm, well, first of all, a very compelling monologue. Um, second of all, I'm very much looking at this from every conceivable angle. And, and, and when it comes down to it, I'm very much in the ballpark of it's both. I genuinely think, like everything, the intention of the original process was to fight racism as it is. Like everything. The purity of, of a notion or a purity of a cause at its, at its birth and its apex are always something that is intended to be bettering civilization in one way or another. The problem ends up being is when you have a dis when you have a an assorted group of different people who will attach themselves to that uh, that banner, their methodology will go in a different direction based on their temperament, on on their their intelligence level, and their own preconceived notions in most cases. So what you end up having is a bunch of people who mean well, but ultimately have fed into, uh, fed into a system that is ultimately been corrupted to a more malevolent viewpoint or a malevolent uh, direction. And I think in regards to this situation, at least the one that you presented to myself and, and everyone, it's very much a, it's very much a distortion of it of the original purpose and the people who have taken center stage on it do not do not seem to have the the uh the the multifaceted perspective perspective to understand that they have derailed the the what they were attempting to do either because they have overcomplicated the process to the point where the original 
uh, intention was diluted into something much more uh, redundant or mediocre. I mean, sure, we'll throw that in there. Or something more along the lines of they had ill intentions on the front and their objective was to erode the movement from the inside. That's what I'm seeing personally. I'm practically breaking down already just from the sheer level of stupidity that I just brought towards myself. Oh, my God. Okay. So if the... So if a if an ideology such as anti-racism can be corrupted even as early as its inception, is it something that's worth continuing going on despite that it's now essentially corrupted, even at its core? Or is this something that just needs to be dropped? Because my personal opinion is that I don't think this is something that can be salvaged, especially when it's such a young ideology at that. I think if you're looking define young, that would be my question. Well, the idea of anti-racism isn't something that's older than maybe a year or two. No, but it stems from a, a, a civil rights movement that was already in place. It's a mutation of something that was already but, already going on and has been going on for a long time. I mean, as far as you and I reckon. Yes, but fighting racism is not quite the same as simply anti-racism. As weird as that might be, it's a, they're apparently distinct ideologies or at least methods on how they dealt, dealt with this sort of thing. Because when it came to fighting racism during the civil rights movement, they didn't try to, they didn't try to shame or, or, or uh, ridicule or uh, flat out eliminate racism they appealed to you know during the uh during the civil rights movement they tried to they tried to by force in some extent to push towards their objective but mostly they appealed to the um they appealed to the law on how on how the jim crow laws and all that was just legally wrong and how they wronged African Americans even after the Civil War. So it wasn't towards a legal basis. I mean, it was for anti-racism. It's not towards a legal basis, but just simply uh, an appeal to the idea, appeal to a person's ideology and moral compass. Whether whether how they do so or all depends on the perspective that the. Um, that the anti-racists present, and often it comes from ludicrous, pers- ludicrous perspectives, such as the hiking thing. I, I mean, I've never heard of anybody think that there was even a hint of racism in something as simple as walking. Or and there's another article that discusses on how being overweight and shaming people for being overweight is racist. Good thing, good thing you weren't an alcoholic. You know. Th- oh dear God, if I was. Oh dear God, if I was. Oh, but 
that's the point. It's that at the very least, the people who are fighting for civil, no, civil justice and uh, equal, equal rights in the civil rights era were genuinely fighting for the legal injustices that was going on in the society at the time. Here with anti-racist, they don't really fight for anything. They tend to pick the pick something that's seemingly random and then just outright inflate it into something ridiculous and then call it racist. And then it's something that we need to, you know, combat. How do you how do you get racism from being overweight? I don't know. How do you bleed a turnip? I also don't know. That's the madness. Clearly, clearly, this is a subject that you're rather passionate on. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. That's that's what I'm noticing here. There, it's because it was when I started reading up on this, and the it just got stupider and stupider and stupider. And at first, I was thinking to myself, "Am I racist?" Am I racist for thinking these things? But then as it goes over time and the topics got even dumber and dumber, it was like, no, I'm not racist. It's that the topics and the claims are so mind-numbingly absurd that I can't even help but laugh or, you know, go insane. Because clearly these folks have gone insane. I don't believe they've gone insane. I believe they've gone to an illogical extreme. And what ends up happening is it's, is there I've a, said this before, I've said this before, Orlando, there are people in this world who nitpick things because they're just bored. And that's literally what has occurred over the past five to 10 years with regards to civil rights. And that's across the board. I'm not even just talking about racism. I'm talking about any aspect of civil rights, be it feminism, racism, classism, anything that has a lot of things that have isms attached to it. Apparently they've all gone off the deep end. And when it comes to methodology and it's either because of this overbearing need to overanalyze the information presented to, to presented to them in a way that's literally bleeding a, bleeding a stone or bleeding a turnip or they are intentionally doing so for malicious purposes because it furthers some ulterior motive whatever that may be it could be just the erosion of the movements as a whole because if you make a movement look like a mockery of its of what it used to be no one will have any faith in it so this could very well be just a inside an inside sapping job where they're just pulling pulling all the guts out of these movements so that by the time every the, the, the general public looks upon them and sees that they're this dystopic hellscape on, on feet, they're, they're just not nobody's going to take them seriously ever after that. Or it could just be people being really bored, overthinking things. And by doing so and unintentionally creating a counter movement versus their own movement because of the extent with which that they've pushed so hard on. I, could, I see your point. The only reason why I am not 100 uh, percent agreeing on it is because of the 
uh, rising level of uh, of layoffs that for these journal for these folks uh, journalists in particular they I mean they did so to the point where they lost their jobs for essentially being ineffective at what their jobs were supposed to be, which was sell the damn articles, but. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're playing this for the extremely long run, and you could have. And if that would be the case, that would mean you would have the full reason there. But that would be me trying to find reason where, uh, where there's almost none to begin with, and I have been exhausted trying to find reason behind it, behind the madness. And you're probably going to say, that's not something you should have done, Orlando. Don't pursue the madness. And I drank the poison all the same. I'm never going to stop somebody from going going knee-deep into madness. If that's something that you want to do, just understand that you, you do need to make sure you bring your own life preserver because you, you, you'll go in knee-deep and you'll end up up to your fucking head. So just... Uh, yeah, I know we're trying true. to avoid swearing at this point, but this is apparently an emotionally charged episode. So I'll just put a, a viewer discretion, let's put a, a listener discretion advised warning on our uh, on our podcast, so we don't have too many many headaches on that. Just I, Fine. honestly, me. I, it's I, I look at things in cycles. This is all cyclical, and, and it's all stemming from the 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 the. the the rise, the rising tide of the internet that has been happening for the past 10, 15 years, but more at this point, if you really want to be honest, like 2000, like 2000 is when, when things started to really ramp up and then just going from 2000 all the way up into the, where we're at now, it, it's just been a, a constant. It's, and it's, and it's something that it, because you have such a, such a, accessible mouthpiece for every person even people who aren't informed enough to understand what they need what needs to be done with with regards to situations you have a bunch of people who may or may not be pseudo intellectuals who have glommed onto a standard and are grasping it for dear life for whatever reason maybe their intentions are to actually do some good with it i don't know as I, it's what I've said before. I can't possibly fathom what a person's intent is when they do anything without them explaining it to me, at least in part, or observing what they're doing to get a general idea of what their idea is of what their definition is of whatever success they're trying to metric out with what they're doing. And that's really where my problem is with a lot of what's going on. And yes, when it comes to journalism and and the uh, and the the uh, the stink eye that's been placed on the most banal things that have been presented via the different uh, internet mediums for news that have occurred, the majority of these are opinion pieces done by people who may or may not understand the gravity of what they're intending to do, because at the end of the day their objectives uh, by their companies is to get clicks. They're trying to get traffic because traffic is revenue. 
And if they're putting out the most outrageous banners and titles that are getting people to click on their their articles, even if it's just for a moment before this person realizes that they're that they've been snow jobbed, then that's the at the end of the day what the, what's propelling these things forward. That's also the reason why the paradigm has shifted away from that because a lot of the companies that have been pushing that objective and that business model haven't been making anywhere near enough money to justify the level of misdirection that has been placed on a lot of their work. Oh, say it isn't so. Yes, I know. Schadenfreude. I I understand. You're getting joy out of watching them sink. I get it. Yes. You, you You will understand that you you will not you will not see any bias from me unless I am open about it and clearly I am very biased in tom- in terms of this subject and watching idiots crumble at the face of their own uh, idiocy is something that is too it's it's so gratifying I don't deserve it but I'm so happy it happens anyway. And that's your prerogative. If you want to, if 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 that's what, if that's what brings you happiness, is to watch, watch people that you believe are being disingenuous fall on their own sword. Then I can't take that away from you, and I'd refuse to. But that that's my reasoning for that's my thought process on these things occurring. Now, with regards to what, with regards yeah, to the fair. concept that you presented to us, anti-racism, it seems like a lot. Like I said, it seems like a logical extreme from the civil rights movement as a whole. Whereas before, it was a push against the status quo of racism. This seems like a minority report esque style, stopping it before it happens kind of scenario. That's nigh impossible and untenable to be able to enforce without hurting innocent people in the process if that makes sense yeah of course they believe in the i they believe in the uh idea that if you bust some it's better to uh it's better to punish the innocent at no it's better to punish the guilty at the cost of the innocent than to let go of the guilty if it means protecting the innocent it they they have the mentality of guilty until proven innocent and I think that's a fatal perspective that has turned this what would have been a fair enough ideology into a movement of madness that has me just uh, going crazy. Clearly, I think at the especially because of your unique perspective on this, because you've delved so far into it, which again. At the detriment of your own sanity, I say. And yeah, and just like you said, I I still look into I still look into it. It's still I still see it, and when I do, I just go mad with fury. And thank God, my job at the very least allows me to uh, vent in ways that are somehow productive to the task at hand. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. But yeah, um, like I said, <laughs> the, 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 it's. I think going back to your original question, 
it, it's I remain I remain on the same even with our conversation. I don't think I've changed my stance on this. I think it's both. I think the I think the original intent was something that was more of to be informative. I think because of the magnification of the internet and popular media, things have obviously been blown out of blown out of proportion to the point where most of your average people who don't really pay attention to a lot of that banal minutia look at these vocal minority. And that's what I'm going to say about it because the people who are talking about it, they are not the majority of people who are civil rights minded people. These people are the, are, are again, a, 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 a zealous group of individuals who have used the mouthpiece of the internet to magnify tenfold the, the process and the uh, the message that they're trying to do to the point where it's a dull scream that your average everyday person is going to look at and say, I don't want to have anything to do with this because they seem on, they seem unwell. Yeah. Yeah, When you, when you have pushed so hard for a cause that the people that you are trying to rally to your cause, cause do not want to associate with you and what you're doing the problem ends up being is that most of these people don't have the introspection necessary to realize that what they've done is hurt their own cause beyond repair. Because in most cases they'll perform the mental gymnastics necessary to go, well, then those people are, are just as bad as the other monsters we're fighting. And then their, their, their list of enemies gets bigger and bigger from the people who were just trying to understand and potentially empathize with what you're trying to do. You're, you're they're creating their own Man. their own boogeyman is the case is the situation I see. I mean, you're not entirely wrong. That is why I wanted to open up this this discussion. I did gen I do genuinely want to try and understand because I clearly am seeing the faces of insane people and. The rhetoric just makes no sense, especially when you look at the evidence that they present. It just makes you think, the hell is this madness? Well, it also doesn't help that in in a lot of circles, many content creators across several platforms shine light on those groups as well. So whatever, whatever magnification they can't get, a lot of the people pushing against them give them more of a platform by highlighting what they're doing. And I understand the intent of those people is to sure. warn the average people, the, the, the normies, as it were, to try and avoid this like the plague. But in a lot of cases, it doesn't really give the it's not the intended outcome isn't what what ends up coming about. So good for them for trying, but at the end of the day, I think what I think the, the the better better part of valor would be to just ignore the entire situation. At least from my perspective, I genuinely look at this stuff occurring and going, "What's easier, pushing against these people and validating what they're doing, giving them more of a reason to continue doing it, or?" warning people about it, it, you know, and, and happenstance and spreading the word 
and preventing them from getting from getting anything by ensuring that the people just avoid them outright. If they have the most powerful way to 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 stop somebody from doing something isn't stopping them from doing it in most cases unless it's something that is particularly physically violent at which point you know authorities be called etc but when it comes to a platform and like a you know like a sound off or a sounding board scenario just ignore them know that they're there be aware of their be aware of what they're trying to do and work around them if they're being obstructive in a way that you can't do so then find another path if there's no way to get around them basically you're going to have to have the patience of a saint and weather them out because they'll tire out long before you do as long as you're willing to ignore them it's a position that nobody wants yeah. that's a position nobody wants to to have because everyone wants to respond we're we're at the point where if some if something goes if if no 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 uh, phrase or statement goes unpushed against, people feel this weird compulsion to push back against them, and it creates this constant back and forth, and nothing gets accomplished because the original people who do this stuff they don't have the 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 in the inner monologue to understand that what they're saying. It sh- maybe shouldn't be said or might need to be said in a different way. And then when you have people... You would think so. Hold on. You you would think so until they actually start getting people that have to, that seem to have some sort of credibility. Like the instance on the idea that mathematics is racist. Uh, the person who spoke up was someone from uh, a university in Illinois and claimed that mathematics, the entire subject in itself, is racist and we need to reconsider on how we do mathematics or create a brand new subject that is similar to that of mathematics but is quote-unquote not racist and then someone from California because of course it's California decided that it would be best uh, to <laughs> and I can't believe I have to say this if you if you're if you're a person of color who has been asked to show your work in school whether it be from homework or classwork it's racism just showing your work or being asked to show your work is racist and it's been quote unquote shown with quote unquote studies and research to try and make it credible. Yeah, that's right. You ever cheated on your test before? Think your teacher's going to catch you? Just accuse them of being racist. That'll shut them up. Oh my God. Oh God. Get that out of your system. You all right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I think about it, the more I want to rage. But this is not the kind of show for this. I'll probably do it after after that, and you after the show, and you could probably just knock me on the side of the head. No, like I said, if if you want to go off on a tangent. And you want to get a, get get more animated about this kind of stuff? I'm absolutely not going to stop you from doing so. 
just because we have a lounge aesthetic doesn't mean that we, there can't be a more heated conversation. And clearly, this is something that is uh, eating away at you in a way that you feel you need to articulate it. So don't don't stifle yourself. Well, well, the idea it's one thing to be passionate about a subject, and of course, it's not like we haven't been passionate about any of the subjects we've discussed. It's more on the, how do I not metaphorically pick up a damn pool stick and whack somebody in the face for the sheer stupidity? Well, I don't know. And get myself thrown off the bar as a result. Well, I don't know how to help you <laughs> with that one, because all my pool cues are within grabbing reach of my hands, and I don't need them. <laughs> Fair but enough. Yeah, but... but, but but yeah, I, I like I said, I you're, you have a point. unique perspective on this because you have gone so far into the rabbit hole, and you you are using the you're using your perspective, especially from your ethnicity, to be able to make these kind of uh, these kind of parallels and and statements, and it's something that definitely needs to occur more because what tends to happen is there tends to be this weird you know, saint, saint or savior complex that seems to happen in the pseudo intellectual community where they feel they need to do something like they're compelled to do it. Even if the people who they are helping do not want them to do so. And that, and I think that I think is part and parcel well, of why that kind of stuff has surfaced in the way it has. Well, of course, it's because at the end of the day, we're not at all as vulnerable as these folks might believe we are because – and that's the thing that annoys them the most. So that's why they tend to look for what's – what seems to be completely non-issues and then inflate them into absurd issues. And like you said, it's due to that savior complex, that level of ego and – um narcissism this relentless desire to just want to be seen as good righteous and standing people and potentially obsessed with how to le how they'll leave their mark and legacy upon history and it's just oh, these folks are making me hate history just for their sheer their sheer obsession of it one of the things that you don't seem that, that that I think people don't take into account and maybe you have maybe you haven't is there's a certain amount of projection that's occurring with regards to those people as well they're they're projecting their frailties and their temperament onto other people assuming that other people think the way that they do or feel the way that they do not understanding that the uniqueness of any one individual is going to make it so that not everybody is going to come to the same conclusions that you're going to. And what ends up happening is this press of mob mentality creates a group of individuals who have basically hive minded around dissident, uh, uh, d dissident situations, assuming that they all have the same outcome. And that's really where the problem ends up being is that that's also the reason why they can't get people to many people who are your average everyday citizens to jump in on what they're doing. Because even with the banner of progression or civil rights, it's been bastardized to the point where nobody's willing to invest the energy necessary to be able to make those things happen. One and two. Most people who have a job aren't going to go and use the energy that they have in the same way that a lot of these 
activists have done so. Because let's be honest, that's what these people are. They are activists. They are professional or amateur activists who, whether by quirk of you know their job or by providence of their lack of job, have become a force of unemployed people who are trying to be the mouthpiece for people who do work and bust their bust their humps trying to get get by in life whether but whether for good or ill they don't really have anywhere near the the uh the energy necessary to do the same thing that a lot of these activists are doing and that's because they were like i said they work for a living that they they have they have a nine to five job they worry about a lot of these people who are keyboard warriors who are, are activists or who stomp at protests they don't have that problem. They are either independently wealthy because of familial connection or maybe they're just independently wealthy because of other reasons. I don't ask questions. Or they're just unemployed people who are just going to these protests because they believe what they're doing is is helping because they can't do anything else. And that lies the problem. There, there's no empathy for these people because most people who work would rather just work or work to fix the problem in their own way rather than give in to some kind of groupthink situation that has surfaced in a particular uh, civil rights movement. That actually makes a lot of sense. Just what I've noticed, again... Anybody who anybody who has a, a, a perspective on this sort of thing, especially from the from a uh, an activist perspective, I'd absolutely love to hear from those people. Maybe they know something that I'm not aware of. Maybe they know something that you're not aware of when it comes to a lot of those uh, th- th- those pushes. I don't know. I've only ever been to a couple of protests in my life, and I don't. I, what I've what I've observed does not does not uh, diverge me from the thought process of, I don't think these people are employed. Fair enough. I technically have only been to one protest in my life. And uh, I guess personally, when it comes to experience, I don't really have much to say that can really contribute to it. Yeah. Well, but even what, even with your one protest under your belt, how did you feel about it? In all honesty, I felt it was a waste of time. I think I remember discussing it with you. No, no matter how good the cause was, and since it, it ultimately didn't really do much of anything, I felt that it was mostly just a waste and of that's time. Good. I mean, it, clearly there were passionate people there, but nothing really came about from Fair it. Fair enough. It's also a regional thing. I think the energy, uh, I think the energy at that particular one might have been a little lower because the demographic wasn't in the favor of the people who were uh, who were running the uh, the event, if as it were. At least Fair that's enough. what th- that would be. What I would say, the, the lack of energy was certain because you and I went to the same one, and it, there was a significant lack of energy for various reasons. I think the intent was there, but I think it did absolutely whatever it may have accomplished was overshadowed by the fact that it just didn't feel useful overall. So 
I, I think that 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 would I think you and I sure. can agree on that one. Yeah, I can agree. Well, I'm I'm glad that you got that off your chest at least at least in part. Yeah, uh, if anybody was turned off by this uh, sudden burst of zealotry, you have my sincerest apologies. But <sighs> let's just say that this was a buildup that was long overdue, and I'm glad that this was something that we could discuss in earnest. Um, it, it, this it, this was something you felt needed to be talked about, and I. I'm not going to argue with you. You are you are one part of, of 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 the tiki bar, sir. And if you if something is is distressing you, and you feel you need to bring you want to bring it up into the ether like that, there there's a definite outlet for it, and I would not stop you from stating that. Moreover, I think that apologizing for it is completely unnecessary. Your intent was to was to talk about it. You felt you needed to say it. Don't don't, don't own it. Don't feel like you need to need to. Uh, step back and prostrate yourself before but before the assemble before the assembled uh phantom masses this was this was necessary it was necessary <laughs> don't uh don't shoot yourself in the foot over it is what i'm saying yeah i understand i appreciate it but if uh i mean the same goes with you good sir i mean Sure, you did. Dis- you did bring up most of the uh, the, the 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 majority of uh, our discussions in the past, but clearly, it. Uh, I mean, you are no you are no exclusion. Meh. And I'm always I'm always welcome to I'm always uh, eager to hear whatever topic you would like to discuss, regardless of what it is. I say to you, whatever is clever. Pour yourself a pour yourself a drink and calm your and, and calm folks, your nerves. That's what I say. Damn right, I definitely need a drink. I'm not alcoholic, of course. Uh, and same goes with uh, those who are listening. If you're listening through the Anchor app, uh, you can always just leave a voice message and see what uh, and request to see what discussions you would like to have us. Uh, that is something that we are doing going forward, and we can actually announce that at the end of this, um, we have uh, we we will start posting a link to the Anchor app voicemail feature um, for the few for the for the small group of you that are listening to us. If anyone wants to reach out and ask us some questions, we can absolutely start taking them. It'll take a bit of working logistically logistics wise to get it working so that we can actually post your uh your email your your voicemail as it were to uh to the actual podcast itself but that'll just be an editing thing i'm not going to worry about that until we start actually getting a flow of people in um so yeah if you have any voicemails that you want to leave us with questions queries do feel free to do so and the link will be in the show notes when the Uh, when the podcast is posted. Yeah. With all that being said, I think we've uh, covered quite a bit. Uh, I think we have, and I think we made good time in doing so. I think, I think you got out all of your uh, angst as it were. And in the process, I think we've kind of ironed things out for you. At least, at least I hope I have. (laughs) 
No, at least you, like always, you always uh, shed a new perspective on me to allow me to be, to better view the topic at hand and, you know, improve on whatever, uh, improve any, correct any mistakes or uh, errors that may, uh, that I may have had. And that is always something that I look forward to when we, do this, this what we do these podcasts well i'm glad i can help you with that with that being said thank you so much everyone for watching uh please tune in for next week and i hope to have a more uh a more nonchalant topic for everyone to listen in that way you aren't being beaten with a with another topic such as this i'm sure everyone would uh, enjoy a much more smoother drink than what was given now. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> you can find our podcast on the Anchor app itself if you have it. Um, the Anchor app also publishes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, and a few choice others. Um, if any of those platforms are defunct, obviously ignore them, but the major ones are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Uh, you can contact us individually if you wish. Um, I am at Punk Toast. I'm sorry. I am Punk Toast on Twitter. There's no at there. Um, you can also contact me via Instagram, also at Punk Toast. Go ahead, uh, Harma. What's your what's your shtick? You can find me as the Ragnarok Knight on Twitter as well. It has been a pleasure discussing with you tonight. Thank you for Captain. joining us. Thank you all, and uh, this has been Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. Please join us next time at the bar where we will serenade you with more rants and insanity as we often do. Keep your wits about you and have your booze ready. Cast off, friends.